All right, all right. Yeah, man, I think I'm gonna have to uh step my MacBook up. <laughs> what what year got, you got? I got a, a 14. It's 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 really just for music and YouTube, man. That's all I do is just listen to music and, and be on YouTube with it, but oh, shit, just for did, functionality. Yeah, yeah mine's a twenty fifteen now. I I, yeah. I I uh upgraded the drives though. I I put terab I got two terabytes. And I upped the Rams to eight. Uh, yeah, so I, I blew it out as much as I could. So, but uh, it'll be 40 years. Uh, I got to get I got get one of the, the newer Macs and just stop fucking around. Yeah, I mean, that's why, because like I usually skip it, you know, like I, I got an X. So it's like, you know, I'm in my 30s. I don't got to get a new phone every year. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I really yeah. don't take pictures like that. But once they come with some better processors, yeah. that's when it's kind of time to kind of time to switch it up and get something new. I'm trying to see, man. I got this damn glare. I'm gonna be in the light. I just got bad lighting, and I'm kind of light skin. Light skin with bad lighting. It's just <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get into it. So you were at the, the NFL Combine, and you saw some things. Now you just tell me what you can. Don't worry about what you can't. But you saw some things at the Combine, and you were yeah, telling I me. I mean, so so basically, uh, okay, I got a, a, a childhood friend that's a. Uh, uh, a le- he's a member of a of a of a we'll say a, a what is that Black Greek Letter Organization BGL. That's my dude though. You know what I mean? Like we go back since we was kids. So uh, you know he kind of does this thing. He has his uh his medical practice and somewhere on the East Coast. So uh, he was doing rehab with a couple of major league teams. So it's like the way I kind of what I learned about sports medicine is it's like oh okay it's like boom, you get that job with the team, right? But that's just a contract. And that contract is basically going to bolster up your ability to do it because, like, the way he broke it down to me, it's like sports medicine, it's like main job is, like, team doctor. But then once you get that team within that team doctor field, then you, you kill it because you just got you got personal personal clients. Mm-hmm. Like, take, take, take James Andrews, number one surgeon in sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he he's worked and being consultants with certain teams just because it's just like, boom, that's the, that's the contract, but that's kind of the gold standard. So uh, we went to dinner first. And like I said, I'm the only civilian in the room, only civilian. You know what I'm saying? Just there off the strength of my guy. But, uh, you know, we sat down with a, with a couple of other young blacks that was, you know, but these was like, chick was a marketing executive, a couple of agents. And then uh, my homeboy in sports medicine, and uh, another guy, he was a uh, he 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 was a coach. But the funny thing with the dude with the coach was like, you know, we're just sitting around talking about black TV and stuff. And he asked, like, "What y'all like? What y'all think about power?" And I'm like, "I mean, it's cool. You know, I'm like it, it could be better. It had its spots. The writing's not too strong. It's very predictable." He was like, "Yeah, man, I ain't watched it." He was like, "Cause I played football down in Georgia with a uh, with Omari." Y'all call him ghost. Y'all call him whatever you want, but I call him Mar. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, he was like, he ain't hard. He's like, that boy got a Mickey Mouse tattoo that got covered up because he had Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So it's just like the super random. Like that was, that was, that was kind of funny as hell because like he was dead serious. He's like, yeah. Oh, wow. He, he played, so the dude played running back. But, uh, you know, so randomly, you know, so then my homeboy's agent, he's like, oh, Mar in the same BGL as me. So I'm like, oh, okay, now the dots are being connected. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the dude out of the 
to my homeboy. He's like, man, you see what that is at the, up to the table? He's like, I don't know, but he he whipped, he whipped the team, you know, the BGL. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, that dude is the head writer for uh for the Cowboys. He's a sideline reporter. Black dudes you always see on the sideline in Dallas. I'm like, oh, he's like, okay. So he got to talk to him. So then, like, you know, I guess they had some group message, and he was like, this group is about to meet up at this restaurant. So, you know, I, I'm just, once again, just following there, you know. I get there, and, you know, he sees people, this protocol for, you know, to move their handshakes and talk about, you know what I mean, uh, you know, where they're from and everything. So I kind of just peep. So randomly, I'm just about to go to the bar and get a drink, and I meet an ex-general manager, which happens to be of my favorite team, who would, you know, be the Oakland Raiders, you know, just because it's, you know, Raiders fan is like, it's like an exercise in futility, like, you know what I'm saying? Plus, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, so Browns, too, you know, two teams that it's just like, you got to be loyal. You know, the Raiders have kept me grounded in life and helped me be realistic, because in my heart, we go on 7-9 every year, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, go, we go 12 and 4, it's a great year. But then if we go 5 and 11, the same thing, you know, not them. We don't got it. But anyway, so then I'm just making a conversation with the dude, you know what I mean? And it was just like to the point where people within this group is starting to check me out. Like, who is this dude? Like over here talking to him because he's kind of high up in the organization. You know what I'm saying? Been a general manager, played in the NFL, you know, got some got a lot of stuff going on. And, and so it's just like, so then I see my homeboy agent. I'm like, yeah, you should probably have homeboy come over here and talk to him because, you know, this type thing. So my homeboy come over, but then uh, another dude in the organization, he come over and he see me and uh, XGM start talking. So then, like, we get over to the table and since I'm having a conversation with XGM, I get to sit at the big dog table with the XGM, with the Dallas Cowboys writer, and with Deion Sanders, old agent. So we just chopping it up, shooting the shit. And uh, we talking about, uh, first, we, 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 the, the conversation we had had, the first part of dinner, we was talking about the NCAA. And um, they was just like, yeah, you know, it's sticky how they do it and how these boys is going to get paid. And then we got on the Penny Hardaway situation. He's like, yeah. He's like, NCAA just sticks it to certain schools just because they're not blue blood. He was like, with Penny doing the Memphis ain't shit to Calipari or nobody else done did at a big school. But since it's Memphis and it's Penny, they're giving them shit. But he was like, literally, they know in four or five years, Penny's about to be, if not sooner, the number one, like, side after coach in the NBA. And I'm just like, wow. Like, he just put it out there just plain as can be. So then we was talking about, like, everything with, like, the shoe contract. And like what LeBron did and dude, like this being Asian now, he's like, Yeah. He's like, anything they tell you in the media is bullshit. It's like half. He was like, they say, Oh, such and such got a hundred million, that nigga got fifty. And like that's just what it is. He was like, they use the numbers to kind of inflate everything so that at the end of the day, like to just keep the spectacle going and like trying right. to jump around. Like me and my homeboy that's the you know, doctor, he talked about it and he was like, Dog, ain't gonna be no fucking NFL in the next 35 to 50 years. Because he was like, they sitting on some shit right now with with CTE that that could end the game if if they didn't have the right PR. And that's why it's like you got to look at when you get an upper manager. Now, of course, Roger Goodell was a big trial lawyer. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like now you're starting to see a lot of these these organizations in all sports start to go get people in the legal background because the whole thing is just to kind of like eliminate that plausible deniability because then even listening to him talk about the uh, negotiation, it was like, that shit's probably going to go sideways because like, um, and this is what the Deion Zub gave me, Mater game, he said, see, he was like, it's just like baseball. He was like, baseball is an illusion. He was like, if I got to do, I'm not going to make money off him for 10 years for real. You're going to have to do two to six, maybe two to two to four or five years in the minors. Then he might have to struggle up to the majors. But then he was like, see, dudes get paid in baseball when they're in the league usually for three or four years because you'll get that big-ass contract because that's basically solidifying what would be your 10 years of service. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's not like, oh, like Alex Rodriguez, he got that big whopping contract. But he had been down there with, with the Yankees. He had been with, with the Seahawks, or the, uh, excuse me, the Mariners organization for like five or six years already through minor and everything in his time in the league before he got paid. So what they were saying about this CBA is it's like the old dudes, the old heads, the established vets, the stars, the money makers of the league, these these are the ones that's against it because they got to play that extra game. And it really doesn't do nothing for them because they already in, they got their pension, everything is accredited. But now for the dude that's coming in, for the dude that ain't got that contract, for the dude that just got that contract, now you damn well can get accredited and get your pension for a league like two, three seasons, depending on where you drafted at. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's a lot of things going in. And then just the whole shit with how uh big pharma is using a lot of alcohol lobbies to keep marijuana or TAC or cannabis, whatever you want to call it, out the NFL. Because it's not like, you know, you see the commercials on TV, but they're using they're using the liquor, the alcohol sponsors to kind of gouge it to the NFL, not to allow it. Because then it's just like, you know, oh, well, you guys started, because it was supposed to be a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, snap. My, okay, I got that for but um, it was supposed to be a, a Super Bowl commercial about cannabis and uh, alcohol companies bought the slide up just because they know what the what kind of really realize about the NFL and sports for for anything for performance enhancers for painkillers. You know what I mean? Like that's how kind of like the the middle ground between the military industrial complex part of it and the people because it's just like, you know, you get all right, work with athletes, like, boom, like, you can do it with people. Like, it's a prime example of me, like, five years ago, like, I got into an accident and I had to have a full shoulder replacement, but they did like a, they did like a, they did like a, they did like a, it was like an eight hour. Uh, you froze up on me. I'm a doctor. Like I said, I played football and stuff in high school. Okay, am I, am I back? Yeah, you're back, yeah. Am I there? Okay. All right, yeah, but um, like I said, I had that procedure and was a German doctor, and I remember his accent. He was just like, you know, I could tell you worked out because I was fine with the muscle fibers where he was like, I usually do this surgery on either athletes or old people. And he was like, you got kind of an athletic muscle. 
basically, there's a lot from like years, but all my muscle was intact. So it was basically they just had to uh, clean that up and put the rod in. So my rotator cuff was like completely shredded. So it took like about two and a half years for my rotator cuff to like really get back. And it's like I said, like now like I'm, I'm benching like 315 with ease, but you know, just to kind of break down just the whole surgery. And it's just like, you know, like I said, when he told me, he was like, yeah, that was a, a sports procedure I had to do on you. I'm like, oh, okay. I see, I, I you see it. And then that was the thing with me. I was in the hospital, had me on morphine, had me on all them opiates, got the opioid induced constipation, couldn't eat nothing. Then as soon as I got home, I smoked, I drank a bunch of water, and I was clear. It just it opens you up. So it's like they it was talking about how the players is really for that. And there really is some studies too that uh show that that cannabis can help with CTE and with just like brain. Damn, this should keep freezing. So it's just a lot of things that's at play because there's a lot of like sports lobbies. You know what I'm saying? A lot of lobbies, big lobbies are attached to sports. So it was just interesting. But then like they told me the biggest storyline is going to be the fact that the Cowboys is not about to sign back Prescott. They're going to they're gonna end up franchising them. And that's going to be that's going to be one of the like the really big storylines. And that's why it's like at first I thought they was just bullshitting me just saying whatever. But then now with this whole thing, you know, how they just, this is the narrative. They driving up the Cowboys. They can't get to it because it's like really, it's like posturing because it's like they know Dak going to get, Dak trying to get what he going to get because somebody also said that Pat Mahomes contract is going to be between like 200 and then like 240 million, like somewhere in that range. But they going to guarantee him between 140 and like 160 or 170 million when he signed his contract extension. So Dak just trying to get in line for the for the overflow of money that's about to come into the NFL with with this patent with with the contract. That's why I was like, I'm trying to tell you, so like shit was just real. We 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 went to prime, like I said, we went to prime 47, like we went to dinner. Then we came back and it was just a madhouse, man. So it's like, you know, you just see a bunch of people, but then like. Because, you know, we was walking back and uh, Deion Agent was like, yeah, man, he was like, just watch tonight. He was like, you're going to see a lot of people in and out. It's a lot of deals being made. He was like, you know, he was like, he was like, don't get it twisted. He was like, shit be kind of happening on draft at random. But he was like, for the most part, he was like, Cause you know, you know how downtown India is. It's steakhouse. Yeah, city. Broad Ripple, all that, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss that shit. But I, I yeah, I, we're on the same. I'm with you. Yeah, so it's like basically, he was like, yeah, he was like certain teams. There's what it's 32 teams in the league. He was like between the 32 teams, they'd be dispersed between like six steakhouses. Mm-hmm. So then that's where you'll see, like that's where like basically the executives would be. So then it's just like I said. So now I'm like running into agents. I'm run, I'm talking to other team doctors and just people in medical. I'm seeing players come in and out. The dude said he was like, everything, he's like, you know, you watch the draft and you think, oh, like, you know, you think that Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes randomly just got traded for like that. And it's no. like a lot of like yeah. handshake deals that's made. 
Because yeah. it's like, you know, you, you look at like, you say like the uh, like the Bears. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Bears could have took Mahomes or, or do at two or three or whatever they picked at. Mm-hmm. But the deals was already made with, with everybody involved. So it's just like it kind of just looks it looks like, oh, okay, like damn, this is happening, but it's like, no. This is everything is everything's in play already. Yeah, like, I I had an idea that the draft was some bullshit when my, my guys got drafted years ago uh, out of Indiana at at a Wale and Aaron Williams and Vic Alate. And they was like, Man, this this shit is wild. They went to the steakhouses. Um, they already met with the coaches that they, and you know, it's a this whole stage play, but yeah, 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 that's crazy. So no, no, no more NFL in about 30 years. That, that That's 35 to 50, maybe sooner because it's just like, like really now he was telling me like, it's an organic push for soccer, for men's soccer to come back to America. They really, they don't want, they don't, that's not going to work. Okay. Well, how would they, how would they convince the white American male, because basically that's the biggest demographic that NFL, you know, appeals to, or just men, period. How are you going to convince men to, to leave football for soccer? They've tried it before. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, like talent pool. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know, once again, like, I was in high school, like, you know, when LeBron was in high school. And, like, LeBron really could have been Mr. Football in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. really could have been Mr. Football, really could have went wherever. You know what I'm saying? But then at the end of the day, when you compare his with his ability to be a tight end wide receiver on the football field to what he does on the basketball field, like, he would be a game changer in soccer. He could be a goalie or he could play, he could play any any position on the, on the field. So it's just like now soccer is back to incubating, but it's once again like, to go back to the NCAA conversation, it's like AAU. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You get the talent while it's young, you breed it in AAU because it's like, once again, like, that's why it's like people could say what they want to say about LeBron. You can say what you want to say about KD, but LeBron and KD are the first athletes that were AAU athletes. And it's not like, oh, like, it ain't like, oh, your son's on this AAU team. And you're traveling every week. It's like, no, like, these niggas was top 20 in the country. So these top 20 is going against the other top 20, top 30. And they're rumbling. And it's the best in the country playing each other. Right. So that's where the, the, that's where the sneaker companies come in. Because sneakers, like, you know, back in, back in the day, it used to be, what, the, the, uh, the five-star camp, the ABCD camp, yeah. and real big camps, like, yeah. invite only. But that's the shoe company. So it's like now, like, like prime example, like what LeBron did. Like, this last bill, this quote-unquote a billion-dollar deal, like I said, it was half. But he took the lifetime athlete contract to tax shelter that money that he was going to get hit on for signing this contract. And he'll get bonuses, residuals, and everything on it. But once again, like, LeBron James' Nike contract was done his junior year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he couldn't wear Nike because – School was the Irish, and it was a deal, you know, pretty much anywhere you go in the country. If, if it's the Irish, they're wearing Adidas, they're wearing Under Armour, they're wearing whatever Notre Dame is wearing because that school got to pay Notre Dame a royalty to retain their name Irish. So it's just like, just how it's so intertwined. You know what I mean? If you can get these kids deals, get these kids these sneaker deals early, young, oh, then that's, that's how you do it. If you make it seem like, okay, it's soccer, the new thing, 
then boom, all right, they giving out, they giving out, they giving out shoe deals. So you get to wear your favorite shoes forever, mm-hmm. or whatever shoes are gonna pay you to wear forever. So it's just like in a way, that's kind of how they could change the scope with that. But then ultimately, you'll probably see more of an ex- like basketball get really big, get bigger. But then I think on the ultimate, on the other end, though, you might see a rise back in heavyweight boxers as well. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of looking looking a little shake and bake for the NFL, man. Like they they doing what they can to to, to keep to, to collectively keep the people. Because like I always said from jump, bro, that's what I thought the Kaepernick thing was about. I thought Kaepernick took a knee because the NFL approached him and said, "Yeah, you know," because I mean, look at the whole thing. He went to an army person to get the directive on how to properly protest the flag and what the from the army. But leading into the game, like CTE was at a fever pitch. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? That's like at least six, eight weeks. That's the biggest leading story with the NFL is CTE. So it's like, how else do you get Americans to be like, fuck CTE. What's this black dude doing kneeling during the flag? Like, and just make that the focus of the whole season. Because, mm-hmm. like, my dad was here, a couple of my – me and my dad and some of my friends was about to go to – actually, the Colts season opener. They played the Chargers. And uh, we were just at the crib watching it. Watching it, and I'm like, yeah, he's he he taking a knee or whatever. So then, like, they showed it on all the games on the ticket. And then, like, it was getting close to halftime. My dad, like, should we go yet? I'm like, man, we could wait a second. We don't need to be here for the flag. But then just the whole year, like, that was the narrative. Dude taking his knee, dude taking his knee. Now we three years away from it. The NFL done settled on CTE. And now they're trying to collectively bargain health insurance in because Americans got short memories. Very short memories. Yeah. That's insane, man. I mean, wow. I'm not surprised, but once you you peel back the layers and you see how intricate the shit is and the, the different levels, it's still kind of kind of mind blowing to you know. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, but because it's just like it's almost like you know to quote that that term in the early two thousands, too big to fail, almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But shit, we already we all know what what too big to fail is. It all falls down in the end. In the end, it all yeah. The bubble always bursts. That is true. That is true. Man, 30 to, 30 to 50 years. Yeah, 30 years from now, I, I'm... Let me see. I'm 70. Yeah, people are 70. Yeah, and especially with the, and how sensitive this... <laughs> I don't get it. Kids, why is my generation so goddamn soft? Like, nigga, we grew up watching South Park. Like, how you watch South Park and be, be offended by everything now? Like, it's just like we was... It's just, it's just nuts. And that's why I can really see it happening. Well, I can definitely see... You know, middle the middle of America because, like, when you really look at the, when you look at it, like, I guess it would always kind of be a, a talent pool for black people because it's like when you look at all the professional sports, mm-hmm. you know, foot, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, like, the most middle class, like most of them, everything but football is a middle class sport, right? You know what I'm saying? Because for them, and even like having you play tennis and golf and swimming, once you get in the once you get in the stuff like that. You know, usually a lot of that's what I'm saying. They, they talk about the NBA, like you got the anomalies like Allen Iverson and LeBron, but the majority of these dudes did have a father or did have a male figure, 
or had somebody that was inputting and was able to spend money for you to travel and play AAU. Whereas in the, in the in football, like, you know, no, this is Snoop. But, like, you know, you look at, like, Snoop and Luke and the YFL or, the, you know, Snoop Football League and this and that and third, like, it's cool. But it's like I feel like the talent pool is mainly, and we already know, it's majority black. So I think really, you know, society it's a, is going to class. Well, yeah, it's a class issue. So it's generally the sports kind of go with the class. Tennis and golf are some of the most expensive sports Yep. You can play, period, um, by far. You know, basketball doesn't, you know, nothing. Football, you know, it's not. Yeah, so you kind of, it's kind of social, economically kind of linked together with with, with with what your class is for the most part. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and then you look at how football is like now, it's, that's the gladiator game. Yeah. That's really the bread and circus. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, during, I mean, it's like, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like, I like football, but it's like, you know, it, that's the ultimate bread and circus for us on a Sunday. Like, just to keep us, to keep us docile. And it's silly because I'm kind of switch gears with this whole uh, coronavirus. They damn near just shut the uh, the Thunder Jazz game down. Man, listen, this is the best time to go out. Oh, All that expensive shit you couldn't afford to do. Do it. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, because you know what? Because I know you, you, you talked about it. Just the whole thing that's just like how, like, you know, six months ago we was on the brink of, of, of fallout and, and major trade war. And now this hit China. And it's like you look at the stock market. The, the, the stocks, the big stocks that's falling is, is, is stocks that's aligned with China and these companies that's in proxy with China. So then it's like even the whole shit I've seen someone that was talking about like the oil. It had dropped down from like sixteen a barrel to like six dollars a barrel, and it went back up to like eight dollars a barrel. But it's like now the oil prices is dropping because like Saudis ain't fucking with the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Because the Chinese have a process and they use certain materials to refine and crude you know, to make the oil crude, but it's like it makes the oil cheaper. So it's yeah. like now, nah, like gas prices. We in the Midwest, like here in Indy, gas like one third or not? I'm tripping. Two thirteen right now. I just got gas earlier. Two thirteen. Ours is at it's just a tick under two dollars now. Yeah, but see, but then back in Ohio, where I'm from, it's like, it's almost it's like two eighty one or one eighty one rather. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like even though okay, the stock market's just failing, but at the end of the day, like Trump, not stupid, like because it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an economic boost with all this shit going on. The economy is still it's still gonna level out. It's still gonna be increasing growth in in, in 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 that sector because at the end of the day, the price of goods and services now become cheaper because oil is cheaper. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and and so, on top of that, all the stocks that you couldn't afford, you can afford to buy you can you buy you can buy a Disney stock, you can buy a Netflix Amazon stock now. You know, this is the per you know, buy low, sell high. This is the perfect time yeah. economically better yourself free yourself because it shit like take, i take advantage of stuff like this man so yeah For sure and then too i feel like we're gonna probably see we're gonna probably see a couple of acquisitions oh yeah a couple of corporations merge i like you know what i'm saying I, I i suffer and i'm afflicted from uh sprint service just because their service is so terrible but they just give you everything you want mm-hmm. to keep it like i'm just gonna suffer like you know yeah i got a title i got whatever like I'm going to suffer with this, but they've been trying to combine with T-Mobile for the longest. 
like the at least the last three years because um they're trying to use them for that five G and that'll probably happen. Well, I, I I see this the different cities and states trying to listen. Five G is it's here. It's coming. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You, you ain't gotta have a phone with 5G, but goddamn that tower. <laughs> it it, look. You know, what's the, uh, I, damn, I don't wanna, um, we don't really say names, but you know who I'm talking about. The ooh, fucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She did a video and it was like so bugged out. And I'm like, damn, it might be true to it. She was talking about that 5G, like, is the coronavirus. Or it's like I've heard that theory it activates whatever's inside that that person if they've already been in um indoctrinated with with whatever to into the five G activate because I saw I saw the, the stats in the hand they, they got five G everywhere and all of a sudden all these people I get it it's plausible I don't put it past yeah would it surprise me no it would not you My- know. But but then the the only hole in that theory is okay. There's a bunch of people here, um, that are that are around the five G and having, I, I don't know. I, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. But I saw that the five G numbers in China. I didn't know it was that big. I didn't know that they had that much over there already set up and already pumping through, uh, you know, pumping the pumping signals out like that. So it's scary. But at the end of the day. You're not gonna stop these people, man. You just yeah, like at all. They're gonna do what the fuck they want to. And it's like, and I'm not trying to say that you know that black people is immune to this shit or nothing. But if we go back and we look at this long list of diseases, only shit that ever affected black people was Ebola. And that was because that shit started on the continent. Well, yeah, that's never... a lot of uh genetic specific bio weapons. Yeah. That's that's old military shit. They've always had stuff. Designed specifically for different types of people. That's nothing. That's nothing really new. That, you know, not to me and you, but you know, um, am I surprised that the melanated folk ain't getting? The, it's not meant. They're not. They're not. The, they're not the targets. That's I mean, how that's I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that. Like, shit. If they want to take black people out, or whatever they're gonna do to black people, like that shit is, is sitting dormant, and all them Popeye sandwiches niggas have been eating for the last year. And then they're gonna press the button one day, and then it's gonna be the well. Let, let's whatever. get into that the, the weed, the synthetic weed that oh, everyone. Man. So get into that because you are a partaker of of the of the. Uh, so oh, yes, indeed. Because okay, so I, I put it like this: like to give everybody the biggest briefing about this, like right now, the biggest misconception in the game is the so-called CBD everybody is taking, because CBD is not made. In that abundance in 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 cannabis, like in, in in the flower. So if you get like some really good shit now, you're gonna probably get something that's gonna be around, you know, twenty eight to thirty five percent THC, but then it's gonna maybe be like one point five seven percent CBD. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're kind of altering the plant in itself to not produce THC and to produce CBD. Right. But then even in that amount, like if you were to, like that's, if you were to up the intake of the THC in it, you would have to add so much. I mean, cause it's just like, that, that that's insane. Like I've seen where somebody was like, it was like 17% CBD. And I'm just like, damn. I'm like, 
that's like 17 times like or 15 times like the active amount that's <laughs> in flour so it's just like oh, okay like i get it but it's just like nah like it ain't really i don't know like you know i know people who say they take it for, for pain you know i've had the little gummies and stuff and they be cool like the gummies be straight to smoke you to eat you know to eat up or suck on while you're smoking it's just gonna get you like super high for like eight minutes and then it's gonna like take you back down to being regular high but it's just like i mean there's so many ways you can go about um just finding the right type of flower because i mean it, it's so many benefits to it like you know how we talk to how i talk about like working out like i literally work out between like an hour and a half to two and a half hours every day mm-hmm. and like monday wednesday friday is bench and tuesday thursday thursday just cardio so like before i go and work out i have a, a wonderful piece of glass i probably smoke for about an hour i just take bong rips and a couple of dabs but in doing that like what was happening on a scientific level is like the smoke is more dense than oxygen you know so as i'm inhaling exhaling like i could try to take a deep breath you know what i mean a, a air and i probably could but it's not gonna like be as dense as the smoke i'm inhaling so it's like by inhaling that much smoke and then coughing i'm basically expanding and contracting my lungs so i smoke for an hour to get my lungs where i'm at and boom because ultimately there are no uh there's anti-bronchial inhibitors in, in, in uh, cannabis too. So if you know somebody, but like, oh, I don't smoke, I got asthma. I'm like, you can smoke some tree. I smoke no tobacco, but mm-hmm. like, trees will help you. Will help you with it. Cause like I said, like I I started I started working out like that. I probably can I do like between six and a half to eight miles on the elliptical an hour just to discipline how I feel. Like I said, um, shit. I like today. I switched it up. I, you know, I try to trick my body, so I just did my warm up, uh, like seated gorilla presses. Like you know, you sit, sit and touch the the weights between your your legs and curl. Hey, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I did like four four sets of ten of those. Then uh, like slight incline raises, four sets of ten of those, and that was with sixty pounds. And I just you know, got right to the workout. I did a two seventy five. Five sets of five on the decline. Then I did uh, two twenty-five, five sets of five on the incline. But then in between set, I get uh, one of those those bands. You know what I mean? Like the strength band, mm-hmm. because uh, the elasticity of the bands like helps with negatives. Like you know, you got to control your negatives. You got to control when you bring it back in. But then ultimately, it stretches your muscles at the same time too. So resistance bands is like. It's like the shit, like my bench super, super went up. And then, like I said, if I'm going to do regular bench, I kind of do the same warm up, but I just take 60s and I'll do like the half curls where you line your back and just kind of touch them just to kind of get the delts and everything together. And I'll do like, like four sets of four at 185 or 285 rather, then drop down to like 260, do five sets of five, then do 225, do like six sets of six. And then I might go 185 on like a resistance man on, and then just try to get like four sets, four sets of 10 out of that, just to uh, kind of like fully, fully work my muscles in all ranges. So you don't, you don't do any gear or any farms at all. Nah, okay. I just take, I just take whey protein and uh, some creatine. 
but I, I kind of like because kind of getting on my on my journey like the whole thing with me was just like my biggest struggle in life is always like what the fuck am I about to eat today not that I can't eat but deciding what I want to eat <laughs> right so, so it's like you know I kind of live close to downtown and like you know when I was like overweight before I got on it like I just looked at my bank statements for a month like and I added that shit up and I had spent like like almost six hundred dollars just eating out every day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, it's a lot." I'm like, "Yeah," but I was I was big. I was like two eighty five. I'm like, "Damn, we're like two forty five now." But um, I was just eating, and I'm just like, "Damn, it don't make no sense." Like, I mean, like, granted, like I probably had did some shit like went to dinner a couple of times, but it was like, man, I'm spending this much money. Like, I can shop at Whole Foods, and I can eat at Whole Foods, and it's probably gonna be more detrimental to my health. So for like two months before I started working out. So this was uh like from August of 2008 to October, I just started eating healthy and like cooking and shit. And just like, if I didn't cook, just go to the Whole Foods, the hot bar and get something. And I lost like 15 pounds in two months just eating right. Good. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got the eating down right. And then I just got on the workout shit and just was going crazy. Like at first I was working out like six hours. I was working out like six days a week. You know what I mean? But it's just like, now I kind of switch it up. It's nice out. I got a bike. You know what I'm saying now? So I, I ride my bike and shit instead of drive all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was like just making healthier decisions. But like, yeah, like as far as that bench, bro, I just got that shit crazy because I just worked all, I work all my, all the secondary muscles. Like, especially like, cause I had to get my shoulders straight. And yeah, I do shoulder shrugs. I do shoulder shrugs. I do like 10 forward, 10 back, 10 up and down. Mm-hmm. And then five forward, five back between, from like between 70 to 80 pounds is slow just to build all the muscles up. Cause like I said, I was like, man, I like because I, I, I wanted to really work out, but like, like I said, I had to lose the weight. And I was like, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get right on my upper body, then I got to start getting all the alternative muscles right. So, you know, at first before I was benching, like I was, I would do this crazy workouts. I would curl and do rows and do military press, like push ups. You know what I'm saying? Like dips, everything. But then, like I found, okay, these shoulder shrugs getting my shoulders together. But then it's like, okay, my lats is down there starting to jump now. So then I just really started working on my lats, like, you know, doing lightweight high reps on the incline. And then right after that, doing lat pull downs and shit. So it was just like building all the muscles up. And then I'll probably say what? Uh, probably like July. So from like, yeah, from like July to now, like back in July when I was like doing 225 with ease, like, oh, okay, like this shit, easy, easy. And then I just started gradually. I just go up five pounds a week on all of my workouts. And then I kind of got to a place like that. I, I did like, I did 315, like five times once. And I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. It's a lot of weight, but I'm not here to like put on, you know, to be lifting all like that and put on no show. It's like, man, like I got to just stay in the effective range. Like I said, I said between 275 mainly to 250. Or, or 225 rather, just so that, you know I mean? I always go, I'll go heavy to lighter. So then that way it's just like you trick your body, but then it's like, you know, you got more elasticity. It's more retention like that as opposed to going all the way up because it's just like, if I do that, I know I'm going to burn myself down. So it's like, I just find a good way to go down, go down, go down. I have a complete workout. Gotcha. And her crazy ass said you were super husky. <laughs> <laughs> I am or I was. 
See, no, she said okay. you, you were super husky. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, I was no, she said you were solid husky. husky. Solid husky. Yeah, man. I had, like, but I'm trying to tell you, I was, like, big, sly, like, I started, my feet and shit started peeling, bro. I was like, damn, like, I'm showing, like, predisposition for diabetes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I switched it up. But then, too, man, the main thing, most important, bro, drink, like, over a gallon of water. Now, this ain't no plug for, uh, for Whole Foods, just water. But, damn, I'm not used to this camera. There it is. Yeah, get the, this is this some uh, electrolyte water. And the uh, difference between electrolyte water and alkaline water is they put electrolyte water, they put electrolytes in alkaline water. Then they put alkaline and electrolyte water. The electrolyte water is like way better. Like I, I drink one of these. This is like fifty ounces. I drink one of these and probably a little bit more like every workout. So it's just like this helps to replenish like Gatorade without all the sugar and salts and everything. But then also it got the uh, the pH because I don't know. Like somebody broke it down to me. The whole thing with the alkaline water is it's like I guess the higher pH. I wish. Uh, I wish our guy was here to help break break it down with the ice mountain water, the delicious water. <laughs> but uh, somebody had told me um, the whole thing with alkaline water is and the pH is is like the higher the pH, it's supposed to be like the smaller the bubbles mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So it's like so they basically you know that they can penetrate and hydrate your cells and everything a yeah. lot better. And I mean like that shit really works, man. Like. You know, I am, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of light-skinned. I'm not Drake light-skinned. But, like, since I've been drinking, like, a gallon of alkaline water a day, like, I don't have to put lotion and shit on. Like, I don't, like, even when it's cold, like, I don't get super ashy just because, like, my body is, like, hydrated. Yeah, that's but good. Then it's just, like I said, it, it just helps. It keeps you regular. And it's just, like, you know, for a lot of guys out there that's just, like, on the fence about doing it, it's just, like, you got to take little steps. You can't just. Like jump in, go balls to the wall because it's like you know, you know what it is. It's the moments where you be discouraged, you be sad as fuck. Like you know what I mean? Like damn, I just went this hard and it's still and whoop 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 and whoop whoop whoop. But then it's like two days later, it's like oh okay, like oh I see it. Like you know what I mean? So it's just just taking the steps. Like what's uh, what's your workout routine, man? I don't have a routine. I just go in there and do what I think I need to work on. <laughs> I mean, I'm to the point where I know my body enough to where if, um, you know, where I feel I'm, I'm, I'm lacking or whatever the case may be. But uh, I really I'm in there by an hour. That's pretty much it. Um, my goals are different. My goal is just to be functionally strong. And that's pretty much yeah, it. I'm, I'm not trying to be cut up anymore and all veiny and shit and all just lean and vascular. I, 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 I'm tired. Tired of going there, yeah. do a little cardio, fuck around with some weights, and I take my punk ass home. <laughs> well, like I said, I'd be in there and I'd be like, I'd be super high, like, yeah, like, I, and and it's and it's so crazy. That work out to why, and it'd be like random ass white people. We just have conversations, but I'd be like, damn, because I had a bong out, and sometimes I had a close too close, and I'd be blowing shit, and it would be on a jacket or to be on something. And like I'm like, damn, Jim really having a full blown conversation with me about workout. But I know he smells his weed on me. Like, like, is he gonna say something? Like, no, he's not even gonna say nothing. But it's just like I don't know. I'm in my mid thirties. I ain't never had no six pack in my life. I'm just trying to do that shit. Just to say I did it to prove it. And then 
like you know not to main try to maintain it as best as possible but really i'm looking at it just getting in a good solid workout like for 10 years doing having a 10 year where i work out three four or five days a week so then once i'm in near my 50s and in my 60s and cool like fuck it i can just get in the gym like one day a week and be straight to maintain just kind of establishing healthy patterns and healthy habits more than anything mm-hmm. that's what's up um any anything else you want to let the people know oh man i'm trying to think oh damn i mean the nfl thing was was pretty uh it's pretty informative i was like damn okay yeah. I knew yeah you 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 taught me some things i mean i knew it was sketchy but i was like fuck it's really really it's really like that <laughs> so yeah and that's why it's just like uh when you look at that like that's why now like i think they're gonna they're gonna try to make the nfl probably a lot blacker to get more money out of it while they can you know what I mean? already what's the what's the what's the what, i'm what's just the saying it's damn near 80, 85%. I want to say it's 80% black. I mean, goddamn. Like, so it's like, but I'm saying, like, you know, like last, like this ESPN magazine coming into the season was very predictive and coming. Mm-hmm. It was the year of the black quarterback. And then you got, oh, yeah, I got another story with that. So then you got, uh, you know, so then you get uh, the dude out of Arizona wins rookie of the year. Black quarterback. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson wins regular season MVP. Black quarterback. Pat Mahomes wins Super Bowl MVP. Black quarterback. You know what I mean? I was not feeling that shit at all. I wasn't. But no, go ahead. Because yeah, so randomly, you know, we're talking. I'm saying this, talking about this, and then this dude asked me. He's like, well, "Who who your top three black quarterbacks right now?" And I'm like, uh, "Watson, Mahomes, Jackson." And the dude was like being silly. He was like, he said it on some shit nice. He was like, damn, you ain't got no love for Cam Newton. And like, I'm like, Cam, cool. But I'm like, Cam kind of like, he kind of damaged goods, kind of banged up on the Andrew Luck type situation. And the dude looked at me with a straight face as possible and said, don't you ever put post-traumatic stress syndrome on Cam Newton. And I'm like, damn, but yeah, that's 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 why Andrew Luck retired. Andrew Luck had PTSD, bro. That's yeah, uh, he did say it was the reason for quitting. Yeah, that's no, nah, like like for real, for real. Oh, he like, has it for real, like bad. Because all right, so last year, you know, like you know, just living down here, I can chart when they're like he first got hurt, like week two, of 2013, against the Bills. He got hit, he fell on a ball, and that's when he ruptured his spleen. Oh, we got oh, we got breaking news. The uh-oh. NFL, I mean, the NBA has suspended the season. Are you kidding me right now? This is such a fucking um, <laughs> this is such a, uh, a soap opera at this point. This is ridiculous. Yeah, suspended the uh, yeah, suspended the fucking uh, season. Damn, they're about to microchip my that's, that is exactly what they're about to do. <laughs> That's what that's what's about to happen. Up for real. Yeah, you about to have to go get the shot and, and that chip about to be in that shot. But uh yeah, so like I said, luck had been hurt damn near for six years. And finally got him a line. 
But then they said the uh, the straw that brought the camels back was that last year he he had suffered a snowboarding accident. And from what I heard after he got out the snowboard accident, is that he was on like some Ricky Bobby shit. Like, not like he was on fire, but they was like, oh, like, he was like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. Like, he was like, he was like, a, like, he was like shell shocked just from being hit that much in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That that man was, that man got posted, like, he had it. With that, the they said the violence of the snowboard crash that he was in is that that's what did it to him. Like they said, he just got in his head after that. Like it just was just that was like the that was the hit that did it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, where can it, where can the people find you at? Uh, uh, Art turn up on Instagram. I mainly kind of have jokes and shit on there. You know, I might have some socially conscious. But um, yeah, I'm on there, and then like I, I do slide stuff, me and slide talk. But you know, I'm kind of just for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I, I gotta bring you back more often. That, that, yeah, I'm just sure. I'm just one of them people that's like I got my thumb on the pulse of uh, society and, and, and what's going on. What also kind of having a, a a vision or a clairvoyance as you know to to the slide talks about the occult. And kind of, you know, I can see the things that's coming. But this shit is funny, though. Like, how how long are they going to suspend the season? How long is this? <laughs> how long is this? Does this postpone everything? Yeah. Let me uh, find you on on the gram real quick, so I can post. So I can post a, your link in the uh, chizat. Okay, okay, give me a minute. All right, all right. All right, I'm posting his link in the Chisnat. Chisnat. So, randomly. Yes. Have you seen this, like, R&B Sweet 16 meme? Nah, what, do I need one? <laughs> no, I mean, it ain't that bad. It was just, oh, what, is it, what, I, what I missed? No, it was just, like, you know, people had their, like, brackets to, like, the best R&B groups of the 90s. So it was like it was like new edition, like anybody you really could think of from the nineties. And then it was just like it was like I, I got it's in a group chat. I wish I could find it and post it, but some people out there might know. But like almost it wasn't like no heated debate, but like I got into a debate with somebody like why Jodeci was like the greatest group mm-hmm. tonight, as far as R and B. Like they didn't really make so many problematic songs about kids because. The 90s just, was just terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, R. Kelly, mm-hmm. he on the hot seat after R- after Harvey got that 23, got that Michael Jordan in day. You heard about that, right? Yeah, I heard. I, yeah. 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 But, um, I just, they had great production and, um, pretty, they, were, they had a cool sound. Like, that was ahead of their time. Like, I listened to a lot of old school music and, like, in a wild way, like, they kind of patterned a lot of their shit like after the stylistics. Like it wasn't like clean and like instrumental like that, but like the way they shit was built and set up, it was very, very stylistics like. Yeah. And that kind of that kind of surprised me. You know what I'm saying? Like now as an adult, I guess it's hindsight is 2020, but you know, I'm just wrong. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Well, shit, my brother, uh, I do thank you for giving me your time. For sure. Shit down for us. So, yeah, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll lock down another day for next week to uh, to talk about more stuff. I think you, uh, you got any strings? You got any more content coming tonight, man? Bro, tonight, tonight's you. Tomorrow I got I got Mac. I'm not doing any breakdowns this week. I I haven't. I'm tired. <laughs> I got other shit going on right now. I just you know crazy. So of course I was smacked out of my mind, and I watched Minutes of Society the other day, and it kind of fucking dawned on me like how deep the movie was, uh-huh. like how deep the message was. Versus where it was like Boys in the Hood, it was like more laid out for you. Like, we're not making this no gangster movie for you. But we telling you, okay, gentrification, black and black crime, violence, that, statistics, boom, boom, boom. But the fact that this nigga name was Kane, bro, is was like, that was like, that was the message to the black man. Because it was called Menace Society. But like, if we was to look at it like really from like a, like a Greek, tragedy it was like you could have called that movie the curse of king mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying because everything he did was like quote unquote against his brother only for him to kind of want to show contrition but then boom like you got your life is taken because you accepted this curse by basically essentially killing your brother and i'm just like damn like this movie was really fucking gory and all of that but it was like damn like that was the message but it was like lost in translation. Okay. That's what's up. For sure, man. But I'll let you get out of here, man. For sure. For for sure. My man, my man. All right. Till, till next week. Till next time, for sure. All right, y'all. Peace, y'all. All right, peace. I'm going to do one final rant. Let me do one rant before I end up out and before I get out of here. It's going to be about Zoe Williams. Yes, your favorite fucking fake deep self guru, the mansions, fucking Zoe Williams. Now, I believe Zoe's son, Noor, 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 I don't know how the fuck you say it, New Orleans. Okay, I'm, I'm just calling New Orleans. His son, New Orleans. I believe has finished his, 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 uh, He's fulfilled his eligibility at Fresno. His son plays basketball for Fresno, the Fresno Bulldogs. I believe he is done. Word on the street is some NBA teams are looking at at his son. I didn't say drafted. Maybe a lottery pick, but... He's gonna get his his son will get some some looks. He will get some workout invites to a couple of to a few NBA teams. Now, do I think he'll make a splash in the NBA? I do not. I think he's too small. I believe he's a point guard. He's just too small. I um. I think he'll he'll be on a bench. He's not a starter. He's not an NBA starter. Okay, but that's just my assessment. But this is more about Zoe. Oh, hey, don't talk about Fresno like that. Come on now, stop. Fresno, listen. I'm t- okay, so, and, so for everybody that talks shit about Fresno in California, guess where the fucking safest place to be in that entire state when shit goes down? 
fucking Fresno, right in the goddamn Central Valley. Okay, talk all the shit you want, but you best believe when the earthquakes hit <laughs> and all the goddamn fires hit, who doesn't get touched? The Central Valley does not get touched. Okay, so there. I went there to get my nursing degree. It was so hot there. Oh, I love the heat. Yeah, 100, 100 degrees plus. Yes. Fucking uh, uh, Fresno, uh, Visalia, Madeira, you know, the, like I said, the entire Central Valley. So, but anywho. So, I'm sure that his son will make, will make an NBA team. Without question. And then they're going to and then they're going to give Zoe the keys. Um, I believe they'll allow him to handle his son, be his son's handler for the first couple of years. You know, because Zoe has been in the industry. Okay. Zoe is uh, not, not, a, not, he's privy to all the bullshit. Downtown Fresno. I've, I've seen, I've, listen, I, over the years, Fresno has progressed. Like, uh, the north side of Fresno, I forget what, what it's called, River, Riverside, I believe. That area there, it's it's awesome. And I and I see where the and I and there's a place I forget where the, the millionaires live in Fresno, but it's way out in the cut. So I Fresno got some spots if you want to hide out. But anywho, so Zoe, you know, I'm I'm sure his son will make an, an, an NBA team. He will not be a starter, but they're gonna give Zoe the keys, okay. Uh, like I said, I, I believe they will allow Zoe to be his son's handler for a couple of years. And then, um, you, you know, you're going to you're going to see more of Zoe on more uh, mainstream media, because let's be honest, who the fuck watches Dash Radio unless it's on YouTube? No, no shade. I, I'm not I'm not throwing shade, but don't fucking get it twisted. No one's checking for Zoe on Dash TV outside of YouTube. Okay? So, with that being said, don't be surprised if you see your buddy Zoe on some TV shit here and there. A little bit, you know, just start, you know, be, becoming more and more uh, out there. You know, more and more exposed and, and whatnot. And, and... Did, did we all see uh Nick Cannon on on Corey's stream? Uh, was it last night? And y'all still want to tell me that Corey ain't in the bullshit, huh? Okay. People still want to debate me and argue me. He ain't on that. He ain't on that slide. You tripping? No, the fuck, I'm not. So yeah. You 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 had Nick on there talking the pro black shit. Um. Yeah. So just be prepared to see <laughs> Zoe fucking Williams and, and you know doing the damn thing. Like I said, I, I'm not surprised at none of this shit. I'm I, I'm gonna tell y'all stop holding these people. To such high high status status standards, uh, you know, um, I, I maybe watched thirty minutes of the stream with with, with him and Nick Cannon. Um, Nick saying all the right fucking things. Of course, he's going to say all the right things. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling. Listen, I'm t- listen. It's Renzo. <laughs> Zoe ain't gonna fuck this up. He gonna. You see, he had his opportunities in the past, right? He remember how how hard it was and how his little stomach was touching his back in the days when he didn't have no money. Zoe's gonna maximize this shit, okay? Zoe's gonna max this shit out. Zoe wants to be Hollywood so fucking bad. He wants to be the next Deepak Chopra. Okay? Let's it's obvious. It's painfully obvious. Zoe wants to be Deepak Chopra so fucking bad. And I, I you can see it a mile away. It's like this nigga really, really, you really want to be that dude, don't you? You know? And let me I and the, the years moving forward. You'll see less of and less of him and Corey. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because Zoe is gonna Zoe's gonna want to move up that ladder. Okay. Don't let these motherfuckers fool you. But yeah, the, listen, Corey's in the bullshit too, y'all. It's all good, you know. <laughs> but he's he's in the bullshit too. <laughs> Corey was Corey, yeah, Corey was like, it's Nick, he's on my show. It's fucking Nick Cannon. Like, and Nick's like, yo, man, you should come back on Wildin' Out, man. We should do an old school versus new school. I was like, oh, my fucking God. These guys are just jerking each other off. They're like, you know, that's what they're doing. <laughs> uh, wait, and what you talking about? Wait, 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 wait. His growth plate was defected and the doctors warned he may grow. But it may end up being a bad thing later on life. What 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 are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay, and is talking about growth plates. Uh the owners asked the Warriors new arena makes three point six million home. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna get out of here. I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. I gotta I gotta, I gotta go to work for the white man in the morning. you know. You can't be on while and not be with the fuckery. Hey, Spanky done told everybody what, what the bullshit was. Listen, remember Spanky Johnson? Like the old, short little dude, Spanky Johnson. Spanky done told what it was, and he broke it down. Now, Spanky kind of overspent his money. Spanky overvalued himself. Spanky thought he was worth more than what he thought he was in his own head. So part of this situation is, is his fault. Um, he got big headed, he overspent, he overvalued himself and then priced himself out of the market. So that's why you don't see Spanky, uh, on while now. <laughs> yeah. Spanky exposed a lot of people, but at the same time, he, he, like I said, he, he, he priced himself, he priced himself out of the market sadly. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, you'll, I, I guess you'll be seeing Corey back on. Wilding out pretty soon next season, I guess. Old school versus new school, you know. But you know, let these people tell it they're not down with the shits, okay? And with that being said, I'm gonna get out of here. You maniacs have a good night. Thank you all for joining me. Till next time. Oh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I got the big dog. Tomorrow night, special. I got my man Mac coming through. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, Spanky made fifty grand an episode and burned through all that fucking money like a dummy. So, um, yeah, tomorrow night's Mac. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a lot of shit. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. So 
to, to about 24 hours. See y'all later. Peace. <laughs>